Hello, and welcome to Logos and Life Community Church, where the revelation of God's Word meets life application, where you have the freedom to worship and serve. If you ever find yourself in Shreveport, Louisiana, we would love for you to join us. But for now, join us for a message that is already in progress. Now, God, pick me up, clean me up, strengthen me up so I can teach your word to your people in a way that would alter lives, change hearts, change directions, and give peace. Oh, Father, I love you so much. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen again. Today, I would like to speak to you under the encouraging topic of trusting the God you believe. Trusting the God you believe. Definition of believe will be the confident conviction and certainty of God. Your confident conviction and certainty of God. That's how, if I was a pastor, I would define it. But since I'm a person, I'll say the immovable assurance on the reliability of God. Joshua would say that he believed because Joshua says that I have yet to see a promise that God didn't keep. That's his belief. And then you will see his trust because he says, for me and my house. Amen. We will serve the Lord for your belief comes out of your action or your action comes out of your belief. Belief is the assurance of what you know. When trusting is the ability and the action to trust based on what you know, or I'll say based on who you know. When you trust God, you are saying he's worthy to be believed. You are saying, God, you are worth believing. Amen. Now, trusting is in all of our journeys. Trusting is a journey. Our son, Junior, will be going on a journey. And trust is a part of all of our journeys. But the journey of trust is basically saying that I'm not going to allow what's happening around me to stop, to stop trusting the God in me. And in spite of what is going on around me, I will not stop trusting the God that's in me. Many of us stop trusting based on our situation or our circumstance or based on what we see right now. And we allow what we see right now to forget what God has said to us. So today we're going to take a trusting journey. And we're going to look at some scriptures of how to trust the God you believe. Let's look at Genesis chapter 37. First of all, when we look at Genesis chapter 37, verse 2, it lets us know that when God reveals this dream to Joseph, you don't have to go there. When God reveals this dream to Joseph, Joseph was just 17 years old. Now, the journey is this. The journey is between what God reveals to you about you and when you actually possess what he says. In between that is the trust journey because God will tell you who you're going to be or what he has for you. And you may not get that tomorrow. A journey has to happen. 
The journey is between the revelation and the possession of when God reveals it to you and when you walk in it, what will you do in between? That is the trusting period. Or I like to call it the period of preparation. God is using that time to prepare you for what he has for you. And this is the trial of trusting. And, and I want to let everybody in here know that the trusting trial is a part of everybody's journey. Genesis 37, let's look at verse 9 and 10 as we begin to walk. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have dreamed another dream, but Behold, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come and buy ourselves to the ground to you? Let me stop right here. Early in the dream, early in the chapter, God had revealed to Joseph, the 17-year-old, that he would have favor in his house, that he will have dominion over his house. Now, what happened is not everybody was happy about what he heard. Amen. Okay, let me, let's go to verse 19 and 20 real quick. Then we're going to walk our first point and, and watch this. They said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him in one of the pits. Then he will say, I mean, then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him and we will see what will come, what will become of his dream. Let me pause right here and say, can you trust when you're deserted? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look at what he's saying. Now, the, the problem they had with Joseph was not Joseph. The problem they had with him was what God said about him. Okay. See, some of the times people don't have a problem with you. They have a problem with what they know that God said about you. And pastor, what do you mean he felt deserted? He was deserted because everybody rejected what God said about him whether they can see him or not. Let me pause here for a moment to say you very well may find yourself by yourself because don't nobody else see in you what God sees in you but God. You may not even see it. You may be saying, well, yeah, they're right. But the issue is he's now went from hallelujah to finding himself in a hole, deserted by yourself. Watch this. What if the path God has for you does not look like the promise he told you. What if the path God has for you includes the pit? I, I, I know we're trusting God for the miraculous. I know we're trusting God for healing. But what if the, what if the path of healing is to make you a little sicker? Okay. What if the path does not look like the promise? Will you trust when you feel deserted when you are by yourself my my, my my thing is this he was told at 17 that he would have dominion over his whole house and right after he told the dream he gets deserted see some people would say is it worth waiting and walking through this journey if I'm doing it by myself well don't nobody else see it well, you in jail, but God says you're a business owner. But what if the path was through jail? Yeah. Uh, 
What if the path through what God has for you is through the hood? What if the path that God has for you is that you're going to have to fail a couple of courses? What if the path that God has for you is not the path that the world got for you? And when you are by yourself, here I go, I got this many kids, how I'm going to do this? I don't have this much money in it, but I know what God said about me. You can't allow what you're going through or your revelation that God has given you to be destroyed by reality. Oh, God, you said I'm going to do this. Then I apply for school and they reject it. God, you said I'm going to get a house, but I apply for this house and I get rejected. Well, God said, you said I'm going to have a car, but every time I try to get the car, I can't afford it. Well, what if the no's are a part of the journey? Can you trust when you're deserted? He says he was by himself. He went to share with his brothers the good news the Lord shared with him about him. But the brothers and his father didn't even find it favorable. In the text, it says that he dreamed that one day his whole household, his mother, his father, and all of his brothers will one day bow down to him. And they did not want to hear it. They were okay with him bowing down to them. Uh-oh. Isn't it amazing how people are okay when the dream is about them being on top? But when the dream flips and it's about you being on top, they can't see that and then they desert you. But will you still trust God when you're deserted? Chapter 39. Now, mind you, at this time, he had been sold out. He had been thrown into a pit and then when some other folks, they, they was about to kill him, but then Judah, his brother said, no, let's not kill him, let's sell him. Let's sell him out. Any of you didn't felt like you didn't been sold out? Okay. But God was with him because even during the sold out time, God made sure he didn't die. And God made sure that he went from the pit to Potiphar's house. Am I right about it? Chapter 39, verse 1 through 6. Now, Joseph had been brought down to Egypt and Potiphar and officer of the Pharaoh, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian had bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him with, had brought him down there. The Lord was with, jo oh, see, can, can, can I pause right here? Isn't it amazing when you feel, at the time you feel deserted, God will show up to let you know he with you. Uh, okay. See, it, it doesn't matter to me if you desert me as long as God don't desert me. For in the Bible, God cannot desert me because he says he will never leave me. Oh, hello, somebody. Or forsake me. But you cannot allow the fact that you don't physically see God mess with what God said about you spiritually. He says, even, I think the songwriter says, even when I can't see you, I feel you. I see you working. Even when I can't feel you, you're working. Have you ever sat down in your desertion and say, God, even though I can't see you, you're still working? Even though I can't feel you, God, I know you're still working. Why? Because I trust in the God that I believe. It says the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. And he was in the house of his Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and, the, and that the Lord caused all that, he did, all that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him and he made him the overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. Uh, from, that, from the time that he 
made him overseer of his house and, all, and over all that he had. The Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for, jo for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and the field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge. Now, now how you go from the pit to the palace? Okay. He left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. So Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Now let me stop right here. Verse 1 through 6 about Joseph is what every woman should want in a man and what every man should desire to be. Okay. Number one, it says that he labored. Number two, it says he was good looking. Number three, it says he loved God. Number four, it says God loved him. Who don't want a man that got a job? Who don't want a man that's good at what he do? Who don't want a man that look good? See, we're talking about a man that labors, a man that look good, a man that love God, a man that God loves. Is he talking about me? But what I want you to see is this. When you want to look at a picture of a man, you better find a man that wants to labor. Not just a man that wants to labor, but wouldn't it be, it wouldn't be so bad if he looked good. And not only did he look good, but he loved God. And not only did he love God. See, there's a difference between you loving God and God loving you. See, you could be in love with somebody that don't love you back. But right here, let me, let me tell you what he's doing. Here he's going to have to learn how to trust through deception. Uh-oh. Because now he's in Potiphar's house. And everybody knows that God is with him. And everything he touches, he's successful. But then Potiphar's wife, with her trifling self, sees that the Lord's hand is on Joseph. And she wants some of what the Lord is doing. She's not in love with Joseph. She's in love with what God is doing. Through It's so many people that don't want to have a relationship with you. They just want access to what God is doing through you. Even if they got a lie. When you look at even when you look at verse seven, it says that she came to Joseph and say, come lie with me. Isn't it amazing that when he wouldn't lie with her, she lied on him. It says time after time, day, it, it wasn't just one time that she tried. It says day after day, time after time. I'm, I'm just going down through the scripture. Time after time, she said, now come on now. Ain't nobody here but us. Lie with me. Let me get some of what God has given you. Because it says everything you touch is blessed. So touch me. Can we look at verse 9? How to trust through deception. Let's look at what Joseph said. He's not greater in this house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you. Okay, let me pause here. Did it not say earlier that Potiphar has given him access over everything that he had? But right here, I want to let you know, just because you can don't mean you should. Uh, Pastor, what are you saying? Joseph here had to exercise some blessing boundaries. There, there's a line that he says, I'm not willing to cross. And if you want to deal with deception, some truth got to be about you. 
if you gonna overdo a lie, some truth gotta be in you. He says, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Look at what he's saying. He's saying with all that God has done for me and all the blessings and things that God has shown me, what makes you think I'm going to do a sin and please God at the same time? Ah, I'm not going to let your lies be a part of my lies. I'm not going to let your lies be a part of my life. How do we trust when it looked like the lie winning? You know, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, how hard is it for us to trust when it looked like the sinner prospering, but we in the prison? You know, your neighbor that you know don't believe in God, your neighbor that ain't never been to church, he don't serve no God, but every time you turn around, look like he added on his house, he didn't got a promotion, he didn't, he didn't been to Barbados, he got a brand new car. He actually at home right now, shining the car you want. And here you are, go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, you pay your tithes, you're doing all these things, and you know what it is God has said about you, and now you have been asked as a part of your path to walk through and don't let lies affect you, even when it looked like the sinner is winning. Pastor, what do you mean it looked like the lie won? Let's look at verse 20. And Joseph Master, now watch, watch what happened. Potiphar's wife has now tricked Joseph. She caught Joseph in the room by himself. And she cornered him. Like, oh yeah, you, it's about to go down. And she grabs on to him and she grabs his garment. And you know how when you do that move, that little swim move so you can get out your jacket? Yeah, that's what he had to do. That's how he got away. He ran out so fast that he left his clothes. And what happened was, when you keep reading in the text, it says she, some other men had entered and she screamed. He tried to rape me. What proof you got? I got his clothes. What you gonna do when it looked like the lie winning? When you know what you, you know you didn't do what they said you did. But then you get the verse 20 and it looked like the lie has outran the truth. How do you trust when it looked like the lie has outran the truth? How do you trust when you go from the pit to the palace and God, it says, he opens up by saying God was with him. Look at the journey. Y'all following me yet? It says, and Joseph took him. I mean, it says Joseph master took him and put him in the, wait a minute, from the pit to the palace, then back to prison. It, it just seemed like, you know, in life that, 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 that you're going to have some good days. And you're going to have some bad days. Can you trust still in the ups and downs of life? The palace where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. Wait a minute. It looked like the lie winning. It looked like what people said about you is winning. Hold on. Now, some of the stuff people saying about you is true. When people said, oh, you ain't going to be nothing. I'm going to get you fired. And you said, uh-uh. God says, I'm going I'm to be high in a business. Well, he didn't say that business. And then all of a sudden, they lie on you. You lose your position. You lose your job. And it looked like the lies against you. But then God right here has already taught him how to trust on this journey when he felt like he was deserted. And then the next stage in his journey, he, he gave him a up because he went from the pit to the palace. But watch this. He went from being deserted. Now he got to deal with deception. 
how you deal, how you trust God in the face of liars. When it look like their lies is outrunning God's truth. You know what they say. When God says that he's going to come back and save us, but crime is on the rise, look like violence is winning. Look like drugs is winning. Look like COVID is winning. But God says he's going to come back and get his. And, and I'll even go even further to say we are called to trust God's methods. If you don't believe me, read the book of Habakkuk. When God tells them that he's going to give his people back all that they need. But then God empowers the Babylonians, some of the worst people ever to destroy and kill and take certain things from his own people. And Habakkuk was saying, how can you sit back and allow all this to happen to your people? God said, I'm God. I know you're going to either trust me or you're not. See, we try to trust God and try to disagree with his method. The only way we think we can trust God is if the path at the time is matching the promise that he gave. But as soon as the path don't look like the promise, we bail. See, trusting don't start until the path doesn't look like the promise. See, it's easy to trust when you go from promotion to promotion. It's easy to trust when you go from blessing to blessing. But can you trust when you go from blessing to burden? When God starts you over. When God allowed, now watch this, it's not that God caused the lie, but he'll let a lie go to see if you're going to become part of the lie or if you're going to make the lie true. We got to trust the God we believe. If you believe what God says, we got to trust. There's a trust journey going on. We are all on a trust journey. I've, I've heard a preacher say um, uh, once at a funeral, well, several times at a funeral, is it's two days that you're guaranteed, the day you're born and the day you die. But then there's a dash. Well, they say the dash is what you're going to do in between that. Well, I'll even say the dash is your journey. The journey of trust. Will you trust God when you're deserted? Will you trust God through deception? Let's look at Genesis 40. Here's the next thing. Can you trust through disappointment? Uh oh. Can you trust through being deceived? Can you trust when you're deserted? And now in Genesis 40, we find that he's having to deal with disappointment. Anybody ever been disappointed on your journey? What about being disappointed when you don't deserve it? Okay. Genesis 40, verse 14 and 15. All right. You have to remember, let me set you up where we are. His brothers had already sold him into slavery. God was with him and made sure that during the slave trade that he ended up in the palace. And in the palace, there was a liar there called Potiphar's wife that says that I want to lie on him because he won't give me access to what God gave him. So I'm a lie on him. Then he went from the pit to the palace, from the palace to the prison. Correct. Now he's in the prison. And he's innocent. See, it's one thing to go to jail because you're guilty. And you file for an appeal and they say, no, you got to stay. It, because you're guilty, you, you, you won't out, but you're guilty. But what happens when you won't out and you're innocent? 
Okay. So what happened is two guilty servants of the king has now been thrown into prison. First thing I want you to understand is they are both guilty. They should be there. Verse 14, look at the request that Joseph makes after he interprets their dream. He says, if I interpret your dream, just do me one thing. If I interpret your dream, do me one thing. Look at what he asked for. Remember me. Uh, if, if, if I interpret the dream and the king sets you free, do me one thing. Remember me. The text says that only remember me when it is well with you. Ah, oh, he says when, when if, if, if what God has allowed me to do in you, because watch this. It says that God is still with him because God allowed him to find favor among the guards. And since he was, had favor among the guard, he got a chance to talk to all the prisoners. And one of the parts of him talking to the prisoners was that he was able to um, interpret their dreams. And a part of his interpretation was a part of the revelation. Watch what it says. He says that when it is well with you, and please do me the kindest and just mention me. Have, have you ever had a job and somebody wanted to work there and they say, if you know the boss, when you get a chance, can you just put a, a word in for me? Can you just tell them, hey, my friend named Shaquita has filled out a resume. If you see it, please pull it. You know, you know, and they just ask you to remember. Remember me, for I was indeed stolen out of the land of the Hebrews. And here also I have done nothing. And they have put me in. I'm innocent. And the reason I'm here is that they forgot about me. All I asked you to do was one thing. Can, can you still trust God when people appear to be untrustworthy? All I asked you to do, Rick, was to remember me. All I asked you to do, Tamara, was to remember me to the Pharaoh. Why? Because I'm in here and I'm innocent. Have you ever had to deal with guilty stuff when you're innocent? But what if disappointment was a part of the path? Why would a part of my path be how to deal with liars? Why would a part of my path be with how to deal with being disowned or deserted? Why would part of my path be me having to deal with being disappointed? Can we look at verse 23? Watch this. The chief cupbearer is the one that got out. He was guilty and he still should have been in. The dream that Joseph interpreted is how he got out. And Joseph is saying, it is good for you. Why is it not good for me? Because he forgot him. How good does it feel when you are doing favors for others according to what God has revealed to you and you just simply ask them to mention you? You know, remember me in prayer. Remember me. Hey, I'm looking for a job. Remember me. Just mention me. You ain't got to do nothing for me. Just mention me. Remind him that I'm the one that God is with. Remind him of all these things. Just remember me. So how do you continue on the path God has for you when those same people that are supposed to love you, the same people that owe you, 
forget you. And they are walking through life and they forgot where it came from. How do you continue to believe when those you helped felt like it's for, you have been forgotten? Let me help you right now. All of this is a part of your past. You got to learn how to deal with some no's. Chapter 42. Now, remember I told you chapter 37 was the reveal, was, 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 was the revelation of God telling this 17-year-old that your family was going to bow down before you, that you was going to have dominion over your family, right? That was in chapter, 17, chapter 37 to a 17-year-old child. Now, we find ourselves in chapter 42. Let's read what happened. Now, Joseph was the governor over all the land. He was the one who sold to all the people of the land. Watch this. And Joseph's brother came and bowed themselves down before him with their faces on the ground. Hold on. Isn't that not what we said that God said was going to happen? So basically what people do to you has nothing to do with what God has told you. So now we find ourselves from revelation to possession. So now Joseph is walking in his design. Can you trust God in the design? Can you trust the design God has for your life? From chapter 37, we end up in chapter 50. If my math served me right, that's 13 chapters. When Joseph was 17, he got the reveal. When Joseph was 30, he got the position. 17, right? 30, right? That's 13 years of preparation. I'm, I'll be 50 years old this year. Been preaching 15 years, which means God prepared me for 35 years. God told me, Israel, that I have a land that I promised you. They didn't get it when they got out. The scripture says God had to take them the long way. That 40 years was designed to prepare them so they wouldn't lose what he needed them to possess. Yeah. See, we get so caught up in the preparation that we never have access to what God is trying to prepare us for. See, we want it today when God says, there's a journey I got to take you. I need you to trust me before you get it so you can trust me when you get it. And then you can trust me as you use it. Can you trust God's design for your life? Can you trust the path? God, what if the path is ups and downs? What if the path is full of deception? What if the path is full of disappointment? Let me help you. If you're going to be a boss or an owner, you better know how to deal with lying. If you're going to be in charge or anything, you better know how to deal with disappointment. If you are going to be a leader, leaders lead from the front. Leaders are some of the people that feel deserted more than anybody else because God sometimes needs you by yourself. But it's in the time where I'm deserted, I can trust God because even though you couldn't fit but one person in the system, it was God in there with him. Even though folk a lie to you or even lie on you, but there's a truth in your life. It says that I am the way, the truth. Come on, somebody. Can you trust God's design for your life? I already told you that he started with a dream. And the dream says that your brothers 
Your mother and your father will all be bowing to you. Amen. His brothers also came. This is Genesis 50. Verse 18 says his brothers also came. And fell down before him and says, behold. We are your servants. Did not the scripture when he was 17 years old tell him that there will come a time in your life where your whole household is going to bow to your feet because of where I'm going to put you. Because of what you are to me, they going to have to bow to you because of what they need from you. They're going to have. OK, let me tell you. The only way certain people in your life, in your family, in your lifespan, in your job, gonna have access to what God has for them, they're gonna have to come through and access what God has for you. So not only did they bow down like he said they would, right? His brothers also came and fell down before him and says, behold, we are your servants. Next verse, watch this. But Joseph said to them, do not fear. For I am in the place of God. Oh, I wish I had some folk in here that can look at folk and say, don't worry. You, take, you can't take credit for where I am. Okay. You know, somebody say, well, well, you know, if I didn't put you out, you never would have stood on your own feet. Oh, if I would have let you borrow that money, you never would have learned how to trust God. No, no, no. Look at what he said. He's saying, don't fear. Which means I'm not going to, that, 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 that do not fear is his way of saying, I'm not going to treat you like you deserve to be treated. Yeah, right. I'm not going to desert you like you deserted me. And I'm not going to disappoint you like I've been disappointed. And I'm not going to deceive you. Oh, hello. Like, I've been, you know why? Because he has been prepared. See, if we haven't been through Lying folk, we wouldn't know how to deal with lying folk. If we hadn't been through starting over, we wouldn't know how to respond to starting over. So look at what he says. He says, uh, for I am in the place of God. Can I tell you right now, for the place you see right now, I am exactly where God designed me to be. I am exactly where God told me I would be when I was 17. Oh, hello, somebody. God told me that I would pastor at the age of 10. Now, I ran. I did foolishness. I went to the strip club. I drank. I was the bartender. I did all of these things. I also lost my son, whose birthday is Tuesday. I also lost friends who still alive. I just hadn't been able to connect with them. I've also been through a lot that grew me up. And what happened is this, none of that stuff can take credit for where I am. God says that was part of your path. And I, and I didn't understand why the dead son stuff had to be a part of my path. Do you not know how many people that I have to console that have lost a child? Do you know how many people I have to console that have lost a loved one? How many people that I had to talk to that want to stop drinking? How many people I wanted to talk to that make bad decisions with their money? You know why? Because that was a part of my path. Bad decisions with money was a part of my path. Lose, getting fired. I ain't lose my job. I got fired. That was a part of my path. What if you can follow God close enough 
Trust God through everything. Then you can stand and say, where I am right now is exactly where God needs me to be. Next verse. Watch this. He says, but as for you, (laughs) when it comes to you, you meant evil against me. Ah, When it comes to you, what you did wasn't designed to help me because you wanted to hurt me. What you did wasn't designed to help me because your words were harmful. What you did wasn't designed to help me because your words were horrible. They pushed me away. They made sure you wouldn't even claim me. But I want you to know that what you meant to tear me down, what you meant and what you used to destroy me, God used to develop me. Oh, what you put me through made me stronger. What you put me through made me trust more. What you put me, everything you did to me, all the lies made me hear more of the truth. All the deception made me hear more of the truth. Every time you deserted me, God reminded me that I was with him. And when you forgot about me, God said, hey, I got you. We got to trust the God we believe. much for allowing us to share the Word of God with you today. If you would like to witness a live presentation of the Word of God, join us for Sunday morning worship at 1045 and Wednesday night at 6 p.m. for Life Lessons. We are located at 8805 Juella Avenue, Suite 121 in Shreveport, Louisiana. We pray the word you received was a blessing and an enhancement to your life. May God continue to bless you is our prayer. See you next time.